Welcome to another episode of the Principal Liner Notes Podcast. This is Sean Gaylord. I am grateful that you have pressed play on this episode, and I hope that in the course of our time together in the podcast that you are inspired, you are uplifted, and you are energized to to take next action to make the positive impact that you continue to make, whether it's in your schoolhouse, department, organization, workplace, family, friends, whomever and wherever it may be. In this particular episode, episode 76, we will explore yet again the Beatles, all roads, all, well, let's face it, all long and winding roads lead to the Beatles for me if you're a longtime listener of the podcast. And I want to take another journey to that rooftop concert and I want to explore a little bit of the aftermath or at least one particular episode of the aftermath of the rooftop concert from January 30th 1969 and I'm going to connect hopefully I'll connect it well two lessons from the Beatles and the rooftop concert I was thinking about doing it in two different episodes but I think I can combine both of those elements here. If you have not done so, I do recommend that you check out some part of, if not all six hours of the Beatles Get Back documentary currently streaming on Disney+. Plus. You can also see an abbreviated version of that particular documentary in the IMAX film, The Beatles Rooftop Concert Performance. I highly recommend both, and that particular era of the Beatles is very inspiring to me. The Get Back sessions did ignite what became the Beatles' final studio album, the great, the classic, and actually my favorite of all Beatle albums, Let It Be, came out on May 8th, 1970, and that date is very important to me because I also um, arrived in the world on May 8th, 1970. So sit back, relax, or I know some folks that listen to the podcast use this podcast as your soundtrack for walking or running or working out. Either way, I am grateful to be here with you at this moment. Welcome again to the Principal Liner Notes podcast. In the next segment, we will take a walk to my friendly neighborhood record store in the heart of downtown Winston-Salem. And you may hear a near miss as I was crossing the street. I did not look both ways and hopefully uh, I was able to recover quickly in crossing the street. So here we are again in the heart of downtown Winston-Salem, and it is a beautiful Friday afternoon, and I am walking to my other home, if you will, my friendly neighborhood local record store, Underdog Records. And as I'm walking, I'm reflecting on the past week. It has been a week of uplifting and inspiring moments, such as one of my students 
receive top recognition in our school district for artistic excellence. And in fact, I'm I'm actually walking back from from that event, and that was just such a great celebratory moment for him, his family, his teachers, our school community. And then this week, I I, I had a few setbacks and and roadblocks. And that got me to going to some inspiration to my favorite band, The Beatles. And in this particular podcast, I will explore yet again the get back uh, sessions, the uh, album sessions that uh, gave us the Let It Be album, the Beatles final studio album that was released in 1970. And also recently, as I've done a few podcast episodes on the documentary Get Back, in which the entire uh, saga of the Beatles recording the Get Back album uh, just came out um, a few months ago on uh, Disney Plus, and it has been recently uh, released in IMAX form, focusing on the Beatles' rooftop concert. And in that particular documentary, such as this week, I identified with some of the euphoric moments and celebratory moments that the Beatles had in recording that album. And also, I identified with some of the setbacks that the Beatles experienced in Get Back. And this particular podcast episode will explore the euphoric moments, if you will, the celebratory moment uh, in the aftermath of the Get Back album sessions in the form of a postcard that Paul McCartney sent to Ringo Starr the day after the rooftop concert. And then we'll explore some of the setbacks that the Beatles encountered and how that helped them get back to being a band and the heart and core of, of their vision as as a musical unit known as as the Beatles and I'll try to make some connections to to that and hopefully you can take some words of wisdom and and connect those to whatever role that you are serving in in, in the schoolhouse or whatever organization that is truly lucky to have you but without further ado I am uh I am here on Burke Street getting ready to go into my favorite uh, record store, Underdog Records, to explore what treasures uh, that are there and might even thumb through some Beatles records. So come on in with me. I know that I have explored this concept before, and I know that I have even explored this episode in Beatles history before, but I do think it's important to revisit. I do think that in our current state of the world right now, with everything that is happening with families in the Ukraine, with the ongoing pandemic and and some of the SEL uh, 
crisis that we are in right now, I do think it's important that we revisit two lessons learned from the Beatles in the Get Back Sessions. Imagine being Ringo Starr, and I tell you, I hated it, and I still hate it, that Ringo Starr gets the short end of the stick when it comes to his absolute masterful drumming. He really is a great drummer. And what makes him a great drummer is that not not that he solos nonstop, not that he he plays like Buddy Rich or Keith Moon or Neil Peart, and all three of them are great drummers and seen as some of the greatest drummers in music. But Ringo is seen as is is kind of belittled in that pantheon of of great drummers because he's not a soloist. But what makes Ringo great is that he is a songwriter's drummer. He has this impeccable natural sense of timing, a beautiful swing on the drum kit, and he understands that he is providing a solid backbeat. He is serving the song. And he understood very quickly that he was backing three great songwriters, Lennon, McCartney, and Harrison, and that it was the song that was to drive the song, not necessarily the beat. For example, check out his percussive accents on the great Sgt. Pepper album on the track A Day in the Life, and you'll get a sense of what, what I'm talking about. But in the aftermath of the great rooftop concert of January 30th, 1969, Paul McCartney takes the time to jot down a simply worded postcard and sends it to his friend, Ringo Starr. And it basically reads, you are the greatest drummer in the world, really. I get chills even saying that and thinking about that. And that's all that's, that, that's on that postcard. You are the greatest drummer in the world. Really, this is coming from one of the greatest songwriters in the world to his friend and bandmate, Ringo Starr. And when you see the footage or listen to the tracks from the rooftop concert, you get a sense of that, that Ringo is providing this steady beat, this incredible beat, and doing all of these subtle undertones. He's taking great joy at the fact that he's playing with his bandmates again. They hadn't played live uh, like that in three years or close to three years. There was a lot of storm and stress within the Get Back Sessions, which has uh, been referred to. At one point, George Harrison left the band. The Beatles themselves didn't really have a, a clear um, plan, so to speak, or they did, but they were under a very tight schedule to basically record an album of newly written songs and to perform them live in front of an audience. Well you're probably thinking, it's the Beatles. They can do it. They're the greatest band there there ever was. They had all these hits. Well, when you think about it, a little bit easier said than done to, to pull together 14 songs to be filmed while you're doing it and, and to do it within a two to three week period where the clock is ticking also, I, I, I must add, uh, John, John Lennon was under the influence of heroin. Not a very good choice. 
You, you had basically a band that was trying to rekindle the flame and get back to the core of their vision as a band. All easier said than done. But they pulled it off. And they pulled it off masterfully in that rooftop concert, which is just so beautifully captured on the Get Back documentary and in the film. And again, I highly recommend it. But when you think about that postcard and its simplicity and and the love and beauty behind it, and I think about right now all of the things that maybe you are going through. I've, I've been going through all of the challenges and changes that we've been enduring, whether it's within our schoolhouse, you know, in terms of providing instruction and love and relationships and innovation amidst a pandemic, amidst a time where many people are within crisis, mental health crisis. And I think about how sometimes we may take each other for granted. And that postcard is Paul's way, I think, of saying, hey man, I love you. You're my brother. I don't take you for granted. You truly are great at what you do. And in the midst of our mania, in the midst of our schedules, I think it's important that we take that time to recognize those people that are in our band, providing that solid and steady backbeat like Ringo. And you can do that a host of ways. Send a postcard, a sticky note on a, on a desk, perhaps a quick email. You can even tweet it out uh, through Twitter. A lot of you know that I use the hashtag Celebrate Monday as, as my excuse to share and trend the positive. It could be a quick phone call. It could be a quick message. There are many ways to do that because we all have various roadblocks that are creeping up, creeping up within our day, creeping up within ourselves. And it's important to realize that a roadblock is not the end of the road. It's simply that, a roadblock. And there are ways that we can navigate around that and move around that as the Beatles did. (laughs) Think about earlier what I shared in terms of the Beatles recording the Get Back album. A very difficult task and there were all kinds of monumental roadblocks that the band endured. One point, George left the band, and there, the clock was ticking. Ringo had had a had a film that he needed to to start, and he could not be with the band much longer, and and still maintain his commitment to the film. John, John and Yoko were were going through their own personal hell with heroin addiction. Paul is trying to keep the band together. And there are various roadblocks along the way. You, you see that in the conversations in the documentary with the Beatles themselves and the director, Michael Lindsay Hogg, who's trying, trying to rally the band together and to get them to commit to some sort of plan for live performance. And there were many ideas bandied about. But as they hit each roadblock, it didn't stop the band. It damn near stopped the band, but it didn't stop them. They kept finding ways around it and finding joy amidst those roadblocks, whether it was bringing in Billy Preston, a fifth member of the band, to boost their sound and boost the morale. It wasn't the end of the road. Whether it was the creation out of thin air in the studio, and again, you see it in the film of Paul writing Get Back and how the band rallies around that song to create their next single. 
Roadblocks are not the end of the road. Roadblocks are merely just a small pause on your way, on your journey to greatness, creativity, and collaboration, just like the Beatles. So remember, right back, right back to get back, right back to those bandmates that support you, that are there for you, and they're providing that greatness for your vision, for your mission, for your core. And help each other navigate around those roadblocks and know that the roadblock is not the end of your long and winding road. It's merely an opportunity for you to show and demonstrate the gifts, the strengths, and the greatness that you have. Just like the Beatles. There are so many lessons that we can learn from the Beatles. I know that I am always inspired by their music. I am inspired by their gifts for collaboration. They inspire me to become a better leader and a better person. And I am grateful for John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr every day, just as I am thankful for the bandmates that I get to work with that I draw strength from. Here's a podcast PS for you. I truly meant what I said about sending a note or reaching out to that bandmate of yours that needs that encouragement, needs that recognition, needs that boost from you. So this week, do me a favor, do it. Send someone a postcard. Maybe it's a quick email, a quick text. We have so many ways that we can reach out and connect with each other. And I can guarantee you, by sending that note, sending that text message, sending that Voxer message, or tweeting it out, you are definitely going to make that person's day and inspire them in ways that you didn't think were possible. We all have an impact that we can make, and that impact can either be positive or negative. Let's default to the positive for that impact, and let's reach out to those bandmates that need that push, that need that inspirational boost, and you are just the person to make it happen, just like Paul McCartney did for Ringo Starr. That's it for this episode of the Principal Liner Notes podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks, as always, to the legacy and inspiration and the music of the Beatles. I am grateful for John, Paul, George, and Ringo every day. If you want to learn more about how I connect the Beatles to lessons in leadership and creativity and innovation, check out my book, The Pepper Effect. You can order it from Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And I'm always grateful if you do read the book and want to connect and share ideas. You can follow me on Twitter at SM Gaylord or on Instagram at SM Gaylord. Always grateful for any connection and learning with you through those 
social media platforms. And I always look forward to insights and learning from you. Stay tuned for an upcoming episode of the Principal Liner Notes podcast where I get to trade places and I have a very special guest host who will be interviewing me. Stay tuned for more details on that. Also, I am tinkering away and getting closer to putting out my new podcast, The Album That Changed My Life. If you follow me on Instagram, I've been promoting that with some various promos. And the album that changed my life, the first episode of that podcast, will center around the Paul Butterfield Blues Band's classic 1966 album, East West. And that album definitely changed my life. If you listen to episode 75, the previous episode to this podcast, I give a little sneak preview of that particular new podcast, which I'm excited about. It is my passion project, and I can't wait to put it out into the world for you to listen. I hope you do enjoy it. Thanks again for tuning in. I am so grateful for you. Please remember to share with the world your dreams because the world definitely needs your dreams and you help make the world a better place by sharing them and putting them into action. I'll catch you on the flip side. One more thing before we sign off, and I know that many of you have asked me this question. Yes, I did get tickets to see Paul McCartney, and I am bringing the family with me. Paul McCartney is coming to my town of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I am so looking forward to seeing him. And who knows, I may have another close encounter with Sir Paul. Hopefully, uh, I will not blow it like I did in the last close encounter, which I write about in the Pepper Effect. So thanks again for your outreach on that. And you can rest assured that I will be sharing that story and sharing my experience at seeing Paul McCartney on his Got Back tour coming to Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I just, I can't even believe I'm just saying that. He's coming to my town. I've seen Paul at least eight other times and I've always had to travel to other places to see him. And now he is going to be within city limits. Stay tuned for more on that.